exactly. And that's the main thing. If a bitch is comfortable, a bitch is comfortable. Exactly. Hey there, guys. Oh. <laughs> Only for like 50 seconds. Only 50 seconds. Only 50 that's seconds. That's 50 seconds that we're going to know how to... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you're right. You're we're right. not going to have to edit. Well, I just thought I'd just spring it on us this time because you yeah, fucking... you've never done that before. You wormed out of it last time and it pissed me off. So I had to get you this time. You're a little bitch. Oh, at least I'm not a Scorpio slut. No. Oh, well, you know what? At least I'm not a Pisces. Imagine being a Pisces. You know what? We're the best. We're mm-hmm. two fishes, bro. Name We're another water. Pisces that you like. I'm... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only... Oh, no. I know a couple of Pisces. Mm. They're still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, fuck you. <laughs> How have you been? <laughs> no, I've been good, thanks. Um, we've just been prepping for our holiday. Uh, we leave next Sunday. We're going to Sydney for two weeks. Um, so it's really cool. I haven't been to Sydney before, so I'm really excited to check out all the yummy vegan food there. <sighs> and yeah, just check out the beaches and the markets and all the things that there are to do in Sydney. But yeah, I'm really keen. And you're going on holiday soon as well. I'm going to Melbourne, yeah. We're both Fuck yeah. holidaying it up. I'm getting yeah. out of here. And you haven't been to Melbourne before, hey? Never. Not once. Yes. Have you been to Sydney, though? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the time of firsts. And it was the new moon just a couple of days ago yes, as well. Yes, it was. I didn't do anything for it. But... Neither. I yeah. slipped my mind. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to do anything for it, though. Like Sometimes the best thing to do for the new moon or full moon is nothing. Yeah. Sometimes that's the most nourishing thing for you. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> <Like> having housemates. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa, what are we what are we touching on today, bitch? What I'm are we talking about today? Um we are gonna be talking about plants, uh to put it very simply, but love plants. More specifically the spiritual connection um to plants, I guess how our ancestors used to slow not Leroy <laughs> I hate my boyfriend hello how are you sorry you guys reporting right? we no, are reporting. yeah we are you say hi <laughs> say hi to everyone hey everyone that was perfect <laughs> that was perfect that was Leroy ah <sighs> yes that was Leroy um okay let me stop that again in case I'm gonna edit it out <laughs> so today we are talking about plants um, on the most basic level but a little bit more specifically we're talking about the spiritual connection that we have to plants or used to have, but Mm. don't have as much now as a society as a whole. I feel like we've become quite disconnected from where our food comes from and how it can nourish us both physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of be going into that. um, And then also touching a little bit on what it means to kind of eat plant-based and how incorporating plant-based foods into your diet has been proven to be really beneficial um but not necessarily like going for like a pro vegan agenda i guess just kind of just having a general discussion about how we notice it because we've both had yeah plant-based diets at points in our life i am still vegan um but miles used to be but he still eats lots of plant-based food now as well so yeah we've definitely noticed the differences between eating more plants versus not eating as much plants Mm -hmm. so i think it's definitely an interesting topic for sure and it's definitely something that's been talked about a lot recently as well yeah with like the game changes and shit that was released what a few years ago as well yeah that was an awesome documentary like, that really was like powerful that when it came it out really really good everyone was talking it. about it yes um and yeah especially i i was vegan for like two and a half years and then when i moved up to Konanara, i decided to try some new shit mainly because my partner was cooking some um beef and like 
braised beef and gravy meals and like mm. oh my gosh i just couldn't i had to try it couldn't i had resist. to do it yeah yeah so then i dived into it and energetically i felt very different like i don't know how to explain it but it's just different you feel heavier things feel like they're moving a bit slower you feel a bit more congested more of the time and then recently <laughs> yeah I, I was in Konara, i came down here and then i went fucking ham mm. like i went full on into like chicken and like maccas and mm. i guess i wasn't really eating like a super balanced diet mm. um I was still eating like some vegetables, but mm. nowhere near as much as you were pushing me to eat. <laughs> because yeah, I think it was pretty bad. I used to come home and just have like ten pack of kebabs, and just smash them down. Well, like, like your fucking famous meal, he dad ass ate this for so many days row. It was like five boiled eggs and a slice of was it marmite toast? It was actually <laughs> Vegemite. No, not Vegemite. Fuck oh, Vegemite. Okay. Promite. I'm sorry, Promite. Yeah, Promite. Um. It's the shit. If you guys haven't tried it, I'm telling you, game changer. You have a bit of promite, like or maybe a lot of promite. You got five eggs. You just put a bit of salt and pepper. Ooh, it's and good. And like, look, it looked good for like the protein and stuff. And like, there was still nutrition there. But I was like, Miles, your body needs plants. You need mm. fiber. Your gut needs fiber. Oh yeah. my gosh, your gut, your gut needs it. So then I'm, yeah, I took your advice. I'm so proud of you. And, and he's started. like been having all these vegetables. He's just been eating carrots, just like straight up carrots. It's um, been so good. It's been yeah. so good. I've just, I feel so much better, so much lighter. You do? I still have like chicken and shit every now and then. And actually I've started to gain like weight, which is interesting because when I was eating a fuck ton of chicken, I was trying to get, gain weight, build muscle, gain size. And I wasn't seeing anything coming out of, out of my efforts. Like even when I was having all those eggs every fucking night and like eating rice and shit, like I wasn't getting anything out of it. Mm. so it was very interesting to like sort of slow that down eat more vegetables and i noticed that my body's reacting so much more positively more Mm. in line with my goals than it was before yeah that's insane which is curious like i don't know how that works at all i'm i'm not fully vegan Mm. now i am like a weird mix of both like in between i guess yeah yeah but yeah it was just very very curious but you've been longer um in the vegan game than i have too yeah yeah well i've been vegan for like maybe five and a half years i went Mm. vegan when i was 16 oh no sorry i went vegetarian first for like a month and then i went vegan Mm -hmm. um and yeah i've really enjoyed it i first went vegan for like the ethical side of it for the animals because i did a bit of research into how the animals treated in the industry and i was like oh like it's actually really fucked up and Mm -hmm. really unfair and unjust and the conditions they live in are pretty poor um but it was also for health reasons as well because i was doing research into um the ways that animal products can be a detriment to your health or i guess a diet heavy in animal products because it's all about that balance yeah yeah don't necessarily have to go fully vegan or like fully eat meat like you can find a balance between the two but i personally just wanted to kind of commit to a vegan lifestyle and i truly love it like i still love it to this day i really enjoy it um and then the third reason was also for environmental reasons because the agriculture industry contributes massively to global warming and climate change Mm -hmm. just the amount of like water and land and food and even the medicine required to maintain livestock is just insane yes and very unsustainable so yeah for me it was kind of a mixture of those three things for me when i used to go vegan and try and I guess, make a good contribution to the world. But yeah, it's been so long now. Like, I'm just so used to it and it's just so normal for me, I guess. I did go back to eating eggs for a little while there, though. Like, maybe like 
late last year, early this year. Mm. I was eating eggs for a while. I don't know. I just kind of felt like it and... Really Wait, reason. weren't you, like, deathly allergic to eggs for, for a while? <laughs> yes, fun story. <laughs> so, when I was a kid, I don't remember this, my mom just told me, she said that I, like, had a severe allergic reaction to eggs a few times, or a couple severe. of times. Yeah, like, really severe. And, yeah, like, I was deathly allergic, but she weaned me onto eggs, like, put, like, micro, microscopic amounts mm. into my food to try and develop a tolerance to it, because obviously having a deathly allergic to anything is not good yeah <laughs> and yeah i actually lost my i don't know if that's the right word but i became not allergic to them by her Your tolerance winning, yeah, yeah by her weaning me onto eggs um and then i stopped eating eggs <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you mom i don't want to eat eggs anyway but i've actually now i don't eat eggs anymore probably like a couple months ago i recut them out because i realized it might be a trigger for my eczema because i was wondering i was like i wonder if all those years of being vegan not eating eggs has helped me to develop an intolerance for eggs again mm. so i don't know i try cutting them out because my eczema has been a fucking bitch eczema is so hard to deal with too it's been really it's not been great but it's okay i'm, I'm working on it <laughs> and it's like painful and shit especially probably detergents detergent doesn't help at all. yeah yeah but you gotta wash your hands especially during covid so it's like yeah kind of fucked and for like hygiene i love my showers like scorching hot as well which i know is terrible for my skin but it just <laughs> feels so good yeah, yeah. i love it <laughs> it's like a it's like a body bath that hot water oh. and the steam mm. oh, the dream the dream <laughs> hot water steam the dream yeah damn <laughs> I, it's funny though because yeah you've been vegan for five years and you're saying yeah you, you still enjoy it to this day mm-hmm. when i started eating like chicken products again i felt like I didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. Like, I do enjoy it, like, here and there. But um, when I was eating it too much, I was like, fucking, this is just, like, this is ridiculous. Like, and I had no idea what to cook because I spent a lot of my time being, like, a mix between vegetarian and vegan. I'm always cooking with chickpeas and, like, you know, mushrooms and garlic and all that lovely Mm, shit. Good stuff. (laughs) But then, like, when I went to eating meat, I was like, fuck, I don't know how to actually use that with these different kinds of proteins. Mm. Because I was just basing it all around that one protein it wasn't like a mix you know when you're when you're eating it's all about mm. colors i think there's a lot of the stuff yes. that we we're looking at eat the rainbow eating the rainbow yes. right it, it's all about that and when i started to incorporate that into my eating that's when i personally noticed positive changes mm. one thing that i wanted to dive into um as well because i was looking it up i've been really curious about that connection to like our food in particular you know how you go to the grocery market now and you just pick up a packet of fucking chips and it's like all metallic yeah. and you, you've lost that like you lose that connection to, to earth, to source, to spirit. Mm. Like you've just lost it all entirely. Yeah. So I wanted to dive into that because yeah. I thought that when I was eating more vegetables, I'm feeling more connected. I feel like myself, I'm more rooted. And especially like with carrots. I fucking love carrots. Because <laughs> that shit's like, it's literally like you can see the root on there. Mm. And when you eat that, I'm like, mm, like I got good. the roots inside me, fam. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm growing. Mm-hmm. But if we, if we throw ourselves back a little bit, right? Okay. Um, I'll throw a couple of links in here where I was like, looking at as well a couple of the articles and researches and all that other stuff but when you come to think about it like the environment that we're in especially with our food has changed rather significantly Mm. over the last couple hundred years Mm. so we we moved from these you know hunting gathering societies Mm. where you know we've gone from okay like we've got to fucking move here and there and hunt shit down to make sure that we can survive and feed our small little tribe homies yeah um and then eventually we're able to become more sedentary with the development of tools and farming and agriculture we're able to settle down a little bit more and that's when people started you know you were connected to the earth 
you were because you had to be you at first you were hunting now you're in this environment where okay now you can start settling down and building building your house and mm-hmm. you have your own crops you need to tend to and you'd be dependent on the kindness of nature like you know people would be wishing and praying to their own deities of sorts for rain and sunshine fertile soils all that other you know important things that you need to have fucking your survival ensured mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's when you see the earth-based forms of spirituality. People are giving gratitude for their provisions and they're establishing a direct connection between that agricultural harvest and their gods. So you can see this in a couple places, like even in um, like Egypt, like people would give offerings to the food gods and Ceres in Rome, um, or even like the, the Roman Catholic Church. Oh my God. <laughs> I was trying to look up a couple of examples and I found this quote from the Bible. <laughs> um, the Bible. <laughs> because it's interesting, the role that science played. I think it, you can even see it now, like in today's day. Yeah. Um, the role that science and religion, how they sort of battled each other and they mm. eventually try to coexist. But yeah. this quote, right? It says, um, this is from the Bible. So when you come into the land, which I give you and reap its harvest... <laughs> Then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. That's Leviticus 23.10. Wow. So people, and that's when people like started to question, right? Because there's all these people that were moving around. There was these travelers from all different cultures. And they're looking around. They're like, oh shit, like these, these guys don't do the same worships that we do. They don't do the same sacrifices that we do. Yet they still get the same outcome. Mm. So like the gods aren't consistent what is there must be perhaps there's something outside of it mm. so in the 16th 17th century Mahomi Galileo um for example he was was it heliocentrism I believe mm. um that the the sun was like no oh fuck now it's it's blanking me no that's okay <laughs> I'm gonna take take that shit out <laughs> but basically there was an understanding that Food is like life force energy and you must expend your own energy to be able to grow or hunt so that you can eat and your, your survival is dependent on that. Mm. And the church, you know, they're the ones that everyone's going to, they're praying to, they're giving the offerings to. And when science came around, science started to change that approach to be like, well, maybe it's not, you know, maybe we don't have to go to the church to get the offerings and the blessings. Like maybe it's not all about them. Maybe there's something more. Yeah. And that's when they got threatened. Like Galileo, he got prosecuted by the inquisition because he was publishing books that were saying basically all about the heliocentrism theory yeah and it was contradicting the te- the teachings of the church which weakened their power which means that they weren't getting the shit that they wanted anyway mm-hmm. so if you flash forward now right so people were traveling around like okay shit's different there must be something to do with science and then they were, the whole fucking result of science was separating spirituality from science when we come back to today, you can see how the body is almost viewed as a mechanical machine. You're viewed as a construct where you put in inputs of fuel and then you excrete, you know, and that it gets absorbed into your body and that's energy. And then you, you take a shit and you flush out the stuff you don't need. Yeah. Right? It's very, it's a very mechanical approach because that's just the way that it is now. Like science has separated that spirituality from my everyday. So essentially... Yeah, essentially the rise of science and the rise of people moving around, experiencing different cultures and traditions where originally we were people that worshipped and we prayed for our foods and such, has that now that that's been removed. So mm-hmm. people aren't worshipping gods. They're not praying for, you know, their tithings and they're not, you know, it, it, that's not there anymore. It's just food. It's yeah. just fuel. 
Whereas it used to be so much more than that. It used to be a community thing where you'd sacrifice, you know, your animal and you'd be going there and you'd be giving your tithings, um, perhaps to a, a god or a deity in the sky, like the sun god or like the water god. There used to be so much more to it, but now it's just, it's energy. It's just fuel that's not even, it hasn't got that spiritual aspect to it anymore. It's yeah. like that, that disconnect from the source of your food. And going back to what I was talking about earlier with, you know, the market, the food markets, when you go there, um, the food markets, the, the supermarkets, supermarket. <laughs> everything's just there for you. It's all fresh. Like bacteria has been fucking scrubbed off, yeah. sprayed with pesticides and shit Luckily. so that it's looking all gravy. Pre-packaged. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you just, you don't get that connection to earth, to, to soil. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, put in that energy. So you don't get that energy back out, but we've just not been raised in a way where we're even aware of it anymore you know 100 i feel like people are so reliant on the supermarket like so many people you know don't know how to grow their own foods and would never be able to live off of the land if me <laughs> it came down to it like and it's you know that's just the society we've been raised in it's not necessarily our fault but yeah we are so reliant on buying things to eat and mm-hmm. yeah i think that definitely contributes that disconnection like we don't know where our food is really coming from half the time you know we could have lemons that are from America and we can have meat that's from New Zealand. Like it could be literally from anywhere in the world. And sometimes it says on the packet, which is good. Like it'll say like how many, like what percent of ingredients are Australian, which is good. But for the most part, like you really have no clue what yeah. soil it's been grown in. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't know. You just, you just, yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of energy there. That's why recently, um, we've been going to free farmers markets in Perth. Yeah. And that's been such an incredible experience. Because you get to meet some of the growers and like you, there's just a, a much more, I don't know how to say, there's more of a community sense to your food. Yeah. And when you're eating it, you're thinking like, you, you, you flash back to that place and you're like, wow, like this is from like the farmers and it's in the crates and you pick it up yourself and you get your own bag and there's people dancing and singing around. It's just this whole event, mm. this atmosphere. And it helps to create that connection to food and to source and you're seeing the yeah. farmers and it's just, there's just more to it yeah and i found that that's just irreplaceable like mm. you do not get that with the supermarket yeah you do not get that with the supermarket Ugh. yeah the farmer's markets are really cool and like most of the food i actually don't know for sure but i would assume that most of the veggies and even the eggs out there are locally sourced as well mm. so you actually know that it's coming from you know the state you're in like probably yeah. down south and some of the farms down there and it's yeah you can have that connection a bit more because you actually know where it's from and it's probably more ethically sourced as well. And there's a lot of organic stuff there as well, which is cool. Oh, yeah. I actually picked up some honey from there and it's so good. I went back there this Sunday and they weren't fucking there. I was I so sad. So I'm going to go next week and see if it's there. Yeah, do it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... that's. Mm. But yeah, I guess going back to how things have changed, I feel like if you look at pre-colonization and post-colonization looking at the indigenous Australian population before colonization, like, you know, there's proof that they were here for at least 60,000 years, which is a long fucking time. And that it's probably more than that. Like it's at least 60,000 years that the indigenous people were here and working with the land and thriving. And I think that just shows that they had that deep spiritual connection to land and that they worked with the land mm. to provide the food they needed and the nutrients they needed, not against it. Like we do now. We just tear down forests. We, 
kill and breed animals like their products. We churn out food and all different foods and products without a second thought and we consume it without a second thought and it's such a solar system. And I think that you can definitely link that back to that colonization moment because yeah. if you look at afterwards, well, that connection that the indigenous people had to land was obliterated because they literally were not allowed to practice their their traditions and the things that they did. And, you know, they weren't allowed to speak their languages and all these other horrible things that happened. And then we generated the system that was about profit and money. And now here we are, completely disconnected. But, you know, yeah, the Indigenous people had such a, a deep connection to land and they worked with the land and it was so much more efficient. I remember in uni, um, I did this this unit that talked about, like, Indigenous groups and things like that. And the tutor there, she said that in in certain indigenous population there are like certain animals that you kind of cannot eat so oh. depending on each person like she was saying her daughter can't eat barramundi because that's the animal that she needs to protect but she can eat other animals and then she was saying that her herself like there's an, i can't remember what she said but there was like an animal that she couldn't eat and was different because she's got to protect that one and I was like, that makes so much fucking sense. Like, everybody has different animals that they can't eat and that they work to protect. And therefore, everybody, like, it's just a more, I guess, even distribution. And everybody's mm. working towards protecting certain animals while sustainably and carefully still being able to consume other animals. And I was just like, that makes so much fucking sense. Like, there was just so much that I learned with, like, the Aboriginal people that just made so much sense. I was like, oh, my gosh. And here we are. We've obliterated that. And now we have this soulless fucking capitalist system and it's just mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking honestly it's a bit so it it's yeah. soulless mechanical machine that's just pumping out dollar bills and exactly numbers and yeah and like people fucking hate grocery shopping like we worked at Coles I worked at Coles for five years I think you were there for about five years and everyone was fucking miserable like, I mean <laughs> everyone was like miserable but we're in it together oh yeah like don't get me wrong like there was you definitely still had your friendly customers and stuff but like there wasn't really anybody who was like looked happy to be there. Like the amount of people who said like, "Oh, I hate grocery shopping. Like I hate doing this. Like mm-hmm. it's such a chore," and it just was. It wasn't a nice environment. People were just there. You know, they usually come, you know, stop in after work, and they're just getting some food because they're hungry, and you know, they're going to stuff it down later without thinking about it. Probably sitting in front of the TV and. Yeah, oh, not yeah. like no judgment. Like I eat food in front of the TV, but it's just so like the system and the way that we eat now is just, yeah, like you're saying, just so disconnected from, from the roots of it. Mm-hmm. Every past mm-hmm. spiritual practice that it has been in the past, but it hasn't, it's not really like that anymore. Well, what, what can we do? Right. Because I think what, what can we do moving forward? If we're wanting to incorporate this connection with our food and being more aligned with the way that we're eating and more mindful and mm. that sort of thing, what's a couple of the, things that we can fall back on at least like i know we've already mentioned with the farmers markets like mm. if you can hold out until like a sunday or just have a have a look in your local area mm. i mean even i was having a chat with my um my my grandma the other day i call her drami but anyway that's fine <laughs> so i was having a chat with my drami the other day and she was telling me about this really cool fucking community garden Oh, yeah. It was, it's such a cool idea. And yeah. I don't know why it's taken me so long to, to have found out about it. But you pay like 30 bucks a year, um, or depends on what size of little, um, like, plot you get, essentially. Mm. And you can start planting your, um, your own seeds there and planting your own tomatoes, whatever you want to grow, garlic. And people will catch up on Fridays and they'll all help out and they'll chip in. And whatever, you know, extra vegetables they have, they give to the other people that are there. Mm. And 
like there's so many other things like that you can do. So like the weekend markets, if you have a, a communal garden that you can maybe have a Google and see what's around you, there might be one that's near. If you haven't got space like us in the back garden mm. really to thrive your own little garden space. Yeah. I think that's another way you could, you could connect if you're into that sort of vibe. Yeah. But what about like, um, cause I think the vegan side of things, right? Like mm. with the vegan positive effects of maybe incorporating more vegetables into mm. your diet. Like yeah. I've seen a couple of the positive effects totally. personally, but what's <laughs> some things that we can tell Abitam to tell listeners as well? Yeah. I think just trying to incorporate some, some plant-based foods. There's truly so much now, like there's so much. And I feel like it's hard because I feel like a lot of vegan foods can be heavily processed. Like, yeah. you know, if you go to the vegan meats or the vegan, you know, certain vegan cheeses and things like that. But I guess trying to eat more whole foods would be really key here. And whole foods are essentially, you know, like if you go and buy a carrot, for example, because hey we're talking yo. about carrots, like <laughs> a single carrot, like that's, it's just a carrot. And then you can do things with that, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So things that haven't really been per- heavily processed, you know, versus like if you went and bought like a carrot cake from Woolies in the bakery section, um, so yeah, maybe trying to eat more whole foods. I know not everybody likes cooking, but I love cooking. And for me, cooking is a way for me to connect to my food. And it's just something I love doing. Like I love it. And then I love the process of making it. And then, the, then getting to like, enjoy that beautiful meal you've just made. Like I just, I love that process. So even trying to maybe get into the kitchen, um, it can be hard. You know, we live such time restricted lives mm-hmm. at times, but especially working. <laughs> it doesn't, I'm truly, I'm such a believer in the idea that food and cooking doesn't have to be complicated doesn't have to involve two hours and your sweat and blood and tears to make a good dish like it can be something really quick and simple and just use really simple basic flavors and ingredients and it can be beautiful and nutritious so yeah trying to maybe get back into the kitchen trying looking for new recipes i love finding new recipes Mm. so much fun like recipe books yeah yeah i have this um recipe book called the global vegan i think and that's pretty good. I got that as a gift a couple of years ago and I've been looking at that. But also the internet is so abundant. Like there are so many vegan yeah. YouTubers. One thing though, right? Because I've been looking like into obviously eating more whole foods and shit. Does eating seasonally help? Because everything's rising like with inflation. I've noticed yeah. a lot of the processed foods are rising in prices. Mm. Um, but some of the vegetables and whole foods are still staying around that staple mark. Yeah. But would yeah, like incorporating like seasonal eating as well, depending on where yeah. the heck you live. <laughs> I think eating seasonally is always cheaper. Like, you know, that's why in summer mangoes are so abundant and cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it's, also hard, it's also hard to know what is seasonal without actually researching because, you know, they obviously have ways of growing things off season. Mm. So, yeah, you would probably need to research what is actually in season because just because it's available at the supermarket doesn't mean it's actually in season. But yeah, I think eating season seasonally is good. It's cheaper, For and sure. then I feel like you get to yeah connect more to those natural season seasonal cycles through the food. Um, but yeah, mm. I think mindful eating as well that could involve you know just eating your food and not not necessarily looking at your phone while you eat. Or... <gasps> you mean turning off the TV? I know, bitch. I know. <laughs> it's hard because I oh. Look, I honestly, there's something about having a yummy food, like a yummy meal in front of me and watching like my show, like my favorite show at the time. Like mm-hmm. it's just so, so good. But even when I'm at work now on my lunch break, like I used to just like go on my phone, take a bite, like a mouthful. And now I just, I just eat my food 
crazy. Like I just oh eat my food and I don't do anything else. And then Psycho. After I made, like, after I finished my lunch, then I like read my book for a bit, and it's so much nicer because I just I found myself just scrolling because I was just trying to fill the time. I break it wasn't because I actually wanted to do anything on my phone. Mm. So yeah, it can just be as simple as just like eating your food, taking slower mouthfuls if that makes sense oh, chewing slower yeah. like and 20 actually... 20 chews or some shit yeah i know it? i know like you're a fucking slow eater so I you know am. all about that but yeah. i love that because i just scoffed out my food because i like i love food so much i sit in front of my meal for like <laughs> an hour sometimes i'm just like slowly grazing away Literally. i don't yeah. actually i don't know how you do it man but so maybe a balance between me and miles like eating yeah. it at a, a good speed but maybe not scoffing it down like i do but yeah, just even just like just tasting, trying to identify all the flavors in your mouth and all the textures can be really nice, and just having yeah more mindfulness and yeah yeah, yeah I think think those are some of the things you can oh, do yeah. to be more connected to your food because food is something that we consume every single day and it's something we're always gonna have to consume. So I think trying to make it enjoyable and not something it's just like a chore, something you feel like you have to do can be really beneficial. Yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah, looking to to yeah eat eat seasonally. Maybe have a bit of a research to see what's growing around. Yeah. Um, eating whole foods uh, rather than processed and prepackaged, yeah, okay. if possible. And lots of veggies. Eating the rainbow. Eating that rainbow, bitch. Yes. Get that whole rainbow in there. You, the Love amount the of creativity that comes from that idea alone. Yeah. Eating the rainbow is phenomenal. Yeah. So you guys will have a blast because I know I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to incorporate that into. Growing some foods in your own garden or that communal garden, having a look. Maybe yeah. there's one near you. Yeah. And that might help you to, you know, especially with herbs. Yes. I've noticed that, like, yeah, when I when I put my parsley on that shit, I'm like, oh, mm. my eggs in the morning. I garnish yeah. it on top and I put it inside. Like, you just feel. Yes. I know, you just feel it, you know. Yeah. You feel that connection. It's coming back. Gordon Ramsay who? Gordon Ramsay where? MasterChef who? It's me, yes. Um, <laughs> like, we've even had this chili plant that's been going strong for like two years. Like in every, it only happens every, I think summer is when the chilies come out. But yeah, every summer we get like a shit ton of chilies and it's amazing. And I use them in all sorts of things. I think one year I pickled them and that was fucking delicious. Yum. Uh, chives are incredible to grow as well. Chives are good. If you want chives or um, mugwort, I know that's like a herb. <laughs> mugwort literally glows. Glows? Glows? Gro- it glows. <laughs> it glows, bitch. <laughs> it grows as a weed. Like I put some mugwort in our garden and it literally just like scattered everywhere and now it's great like it's, it's everywhere i dried some so i've got it dried um Putting yeah mugwort's really cool yeah oh my gosh i mean like dashing around and um picking out lavender and shit i'm just cool because <sighs> you can just dry it and then you can put that in your tea as well yeah like just mm, the creativity baby mm. yes I love yes. it it's I so love fun it. it's so fun honestly Yes. There is, in my research as well, I was, I was looking at some really weird shit because I was like, oh, I searched up, you know, spirituality and spiritual eating. And there was just one article. I'll see if I can attach it. <laughs> but it. It was legit saying like, if you're craving crunchy food, that means you're trying to act out your anger. And like salty food, you're craving a bit of spice in your life, but you're too much of a bitch to take a risk. <laughs> like alcohol means you crave acceptance and chocolate is a substitute for sex. It's oh too fine to obtain it. Okay. I was like, what the fuck is this toxic shit? Corn like, is success. <laughs> corn means success as well. Oh my god. Corn so, equals success. Guys, I get it now. <laughs> if you're after that promotion, corn. I'll see if I can attach it. Fatty food is shame. Fatty food is shame. It was it was the most like oh rude. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know where the fuck they got it from. <laughs> um I'll see if I can tag it into the into the bio. Yeah, that's a little bit full on her. If you want to laugh, um, <laughs> Maybe go at it. Maybe there is some truth to it. I don't know. I can't say. I'm just me. 
But that sounds like a, a load of hooey to me. It's pretty interesting, I guess. It's so many different perspectives on it, hey? And yeah. different ways in which people people see food. But Don't make me feel bad about eating yeah. chocolate, bitch. That, that's a little bit it's a little bit out there. It's a bit of an out there perspective. If you I'm drink just... alcohol, you crave acceptance. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and crunchy... Oh, I just crunchy don't understand. Food. If you eat crunchy food, you're fucking upset about something. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Fuck me. Well, anyway. Is that it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think, we, I think we talked about a few things, hey? Mm. And we are on time. Wow. Oh. We are aiming for like 30 to 40 minute episodes because... As we've learned, um, editing takes a long time. It does take a like, fucking minute. A much longer than I would have ever thought. I edited the like, the first episode I've edited before, like, last week or the week before. The last mm. episode, whatever that was. And I was like, oh, my God, how does Miles do this? Because Miles had previously edited all of them. Um, it was really handy to learn how to do it. It was just, it took so fucking long. Once you get the hang of it, you kind of get right. into a flow. But it is time consuming. Now. It's very time. And I also feel like short episodes are a bit more digestible and then we don't have that pressure to try and research lots of things and fill the space. Like if you can just have a more relaxed conversation and talk about what we do, you know, what we want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I really like today's episode too. Yeah. I think it's a bit biased, but I don't know. Just I liked it too. Connecting with your food is such an important thing that we just take for granted every day. You know? Totally. 100%. It's one thing you can get closer or improve on bit by bit every day. And you're already going to be eating. So why not just try and, you know, eat a bit more in alignment with your higher self. And exactly. connect a bit more to the food that you're eating. Hell she yeah. said it. She That's spiritual health it. and physical health and mental health. All of it. Boom. It's all interconnected. It's all one, baby. Whoop, whoop. Well... We love you. Oh, my God. Thanks for joining us. I love you, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> or do they... Do you think... They didn't say it back. Fucking cunt. You know what? <laughs> I retract it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. It's been so much fun. It has. Um, and we'll see you next time we see you. Oh, my It'll God. It'll probably be a while because, like, the whole... Set, me and Leroy are going to Sydney in the first two weeks of September and then Miles and Ty are going in the last two weeks of September. Yeah, it might be a minute. So, unless we Zoom or some shit. Yeah, we might be able to get an episode in next weekend. Ooh. But we are flying on Sundays. So. Maybe we could record it Saturday and then you could edit it. Yeah, Possibly. yeah. Possibly. We'll see. But right. <laughs> it'll either be next week it, or it'll be, like, in October. <laughs> so you'll see us when you see us. See us when you see us. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. See you later. Enjoy your food. Bye. Bye.